Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek's Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are blessed on this evening, and I pray that you're favored of God as this message reaches you. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, for this time, for this season, and for your people who are listening to the sound of our voice. Lord, allow your word to resonate with their hearts, their minds, and their spirit. Allow this moment to be a destiny moment for them as your word is applied to their heart, as your word begins to move and change their circumstances and leads them further along the path of destiny that you have designed for them. Allow this word to clarify their purpose, to push you toward, push them towards your promises and ultimately in a closer relationship with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that you're living blessed right now, and I pray that what you hear in the next few moments will be a special blessing to you as we go quickly to the word of the Lord in Galatians. And uh, we're looking at Galatians 5 and 1. Galatians 5 and 1 reads like this. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Again, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I believe that that word is speaking clearly to us as to what God desires from us, as to what God expects from us. It gives us a it gives us some hope, first of all, in that Christ has already negotiated. Christ has already made the sacrifice wherewith we can experience freedom and liberty in our own lives. So if we are not experiencing the freedom and liberty that Christ has already made available to us, then it is a personal choice. It's something that we have done that has caused us to not experience the liberty and freedom that Christ desires from for us. Christ makes this clear again when he says, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I believe it's Christ was speaking in the sense in terms of what we will experience here on earth, that it is his desire. It is his expectation that through his sacrifice for what he has made available for us, that we can experience freedom and liberty even here on earth. And the way that we live inside of that is a personal choice. It is a personal design. It's basically how we choose to live our lives. Do we choose to live with freedom? And do we choose to live with liberty? And do we choose to escape the bondage that in so many cases is just all around us? Bondage comes in many forms. Bondage, we're not speaking of bondage in the physical form. But we're speaking of bondage of the mind, bondage of the spirit, because Paul himself, our, our writer, he, he understood physical bondage. Many of his letters and his books were written uh, from prison. So he understood that even if you're experiencing physical bondage, that you can still be free, that your mind, your heart and your spirit can truly be liberated, even when you are experiencing the physical chains of confinement. So what Paul is saying here and what he what God is really trying to reveal to us is that Christ's sacrifice has already made liberty available to us. It has made freedom available to us. So if we are bound, it is the result of our personal choices. 
It is not a result of our circumstances. It's a result of our choices. Cannot say that we are born in, we, we can be born into bondage, but it's a choice if we stay in bondage because Christ is, has said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light. If we choose to follow Christ, if we choose to take Christ by the hand, then he leads us into a life of freedom. He leads us into a life of, of liberty. He leads us out of bondage. So how do we experience bondage? We're talking about bondage that, that may exist in so many forms. Sometimes we choose bondage by choosing avenues that lead us to mental bondage. And that's what the scripture is saying here. It's saying you are free. In other words, you have been made free. Christ has made liberty and freedom available to you. He has done it. He has already accomplished it. All you have to do is walk in that freedom and walk in that liberty. And then after you have chosen liberty and after you have chosen freedom, that you do not step back into a position of bondage that you don't step back into a situation that causes you to be restricted and not experience the fullness of life that Christ makes available to us. And what do we mean? What do we mean by that? What are some examples of that? Well, when you first accept Christ and when you first walk in that liberty, you, for those of who you who have experienced it, there's it's like a weight that has been lifted off of your shoulders. And when that weight is lifted, you feel so light. You feel incredible. It is an experience that I, that is difficult to put into words. It is a feeling that you have to feel for yourself. And I pray that each of you who have not, that you experience the liberty that only Christ can give through salvation. So then if we can walk in liberty, then what is bondage? Bondage is when we go back into sin. We go back into our old habits. We go back into the ways that we used to think because when Christ liberates you, that has to change everything. It changes what is important to you. It's just like when people talk about that they uh, were trying to struggle to become adults, but then all of a sudden they have a child and then that child sometimes narrows their focus. It causes them to be more of an adult, sometimes even in a time when they weren't ready, that that child focuses them. It causes them not to fall back into old patterns. It causes them to really put away some of their old habits and some of the friends that they used to hang around with because they have such a great responsibility to that child that they cannot fall back into their own patterns, their own habits, their old ways of doing things, even their old patterns of thinking. Their thinking has totally changed because no, it is no longer about them. It is about being a good example and doing what is best for that child. Similarly, as Christians, it should change everything about us. What was important? What, what we spend our time on, what we focus on, how we think, what th how we even prioritize things. I dare say that before accepting Christ, that your focus is likely on yourself, just like it was for that parent, that new parent. It, the focus was on themselves, and then all of a sudden they become a new parent, and then the focus is no longer selfish, it's no longer only on them. Similarly, as Christians, our focus should change from being about us to being about how we can serve others. And when we have this newfound knowledge, this newfound freedom, it's also about sharing this freedom and this knowledge with somebody else. 
I don't want to just experience this knowledge and freedom and suck it all up and not share it with somebody else. But if you've experienced the newness of life that only Christ can give, that's something that you ought to want to share with somebody else. It's just like when you, if you, it's a similar notion. If you find something great, even small carnal things, you like to share it with other people. You found a great sale at Walmart or you found a great deal on a car. Or you found out about another financial situation that was Fortuitous or fortuitous for you, and you definitely want dare. You definitely want to share that with someone else. The same thing is with Christ's gospel and walking in Christ's way and experiencing the newness of life that you only find in Him. You definitely want to share that. So the focus is no longer on simply obtaining everything you can for yourself, but the focus shifts to being a sharer of the gospel to share this experience to hopefully share this feeling with someone else. You begin to be more outwardly focused and inwardly focused. I'm not just thinking about me and mine. I'm thinking about being the light that Christ calls us to be. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. You don't take your candle and hide it under a bushel, but you take it out for all the world to see so that light can shine bright to wherever you are. And each of us who are Christians, each of us who have found our way in him, each of us who have found this liberty and this freedom, it should be our goal. It should be our desire to share that with someone else, to be an example, to be a light, because our focus has changed. How we think has changed. Our priorities have changed to be less about us and to be more about him, to take on the attributes of Christ. And one thing that we know that Christ would have us do is to be good neighbors, to love those who are around us. God tells us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our might, with all our soul. And Jesus said there is another example that is like that. There's another law next to it, which is to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Our focus, our priorities change when we experience the, the liberty and the freedom that Christ gives. And it should be our design and our desire to share that with somebody else. That's how we walk in freedom, because we help to share the freedom and liberty that Christ gives with somebody else. And that should be our focus. I know today our focus seems to be on so many other things. Christians, I, I think we've lost our focus. We're focusing on which political argument is is most appropriate and feasible. Which side of the political aisle do I stand? Uh, how do I identify? How does my how does my ideology line up with the president or who is in power in Congress? And we're so quick to take a political stance that we're losing the masses. We're losing our example where we're losing our witness and we're not focusing on that which Christ has told us is most important. He told us that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and that power is for a purpose. He said to be my witnesses, not to be witnesses of a particular political party, not to be witnesses of a particular ideology, not to be a witness relative to what the Supreme Court may or may not do and what side of the law it may fall upon and which side to take, which political stance to stand up on a podium and boast about, which political uh, party or not only party, but which, which politician do we support or should we not support? 
that's not our focus. That's not our goal. We're sacrificing our platform for the sake of things that ultimately do not matter. Because as a Christian, the question is, is what I'm saying leading somebody closer to Christ? And is what I'm saying keeping me close to him? If not, then I'm engaging in frivolous conversations that are not related to my desire to please him, that are not related to my witness, that are tangential to my existence and may, in a way, lead me into bondage. Because bondage, I feel like, is any weight that prohibits us from running as fast as we can for Christ. The Bible says, lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us, which means that there are things that are not necessarily sinful, but they are weights. They are distractions from our person, our purpose. Political stances are distractions for our purpose, supporting and upholding politicians or ideologies are distractions from our purpose. Our purpose is to lead people closer to him. And Jesus said that simple. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. I'll do the hard part. But first, you just need to make sure that you're pointing at me. And it's difficult to point at Christ while you're pointing at parties. It's difficult to point at Christ while you're pointing to ideologies and politicians. It mean, you need to make sure that all of our focus, all of our conversations, everything that we're doing is focusing on him making sure that we're pointing in his direction because it's our responsibilities as Christians to be that light, to be that example, to shine the light on Christ and not on ourselves. So we can find bondage in many forms, bondage by being slaves, if you will, to an ideology, bondage by being slaves to even our daily circumstances. We can allow our circumstances to keep us in bondage a lot of times this is what we'll do. We'll procrastinate. We'll be like, I'll do more for Christ when I get this job. I'll do more for God uh, when I get to a certain level of money. I'll I'll be a better witness and example once I retire. Uh, well, I, once my schedule frees up, once my children are grown, uh, once this season for sports is over, I'll do better. And in doing so, we put ourselves in our own bondage because we are not allowing ourselves to live the fullness of life that Christ has given us in this moment. Stop waiting to live. What are you waiting on to live? You're waiting on a certain season. You're waiting on your ship to come in. You're waiting on having a certain amount of money. You're waiting on having a certain title. You're waiting, waiting on having a certain job. And all the while you're doing that, life is passing you by. I remember that I was in a particular job and it was interesting and I, I do want to share this. I was share, I was in a position where we were dealing with children who were matriculating into our program. And just to be just to be honest, our program can be effective, but like anything, it has its limits. If you put too much weight on that program, in that case, children, if you put too many children in that program, then it won't be successful and children will not receive the amount of attention that they need to help meet their needs. So what happened is those who were above me, the administration system that was above me, 
was saying that, hey, we're in flux. We haven't figured out who's in charge. We're trying to work out, uh, you know, who's in charge. Uh, we're trying to get our flow charts together to, to make decisions about children and how they're going to come to your program. And we haven't figured that out yet. We're rewriting the rules. And I told them something simple. I told them, why are you rewriting the rules? And why are you trying to figure out who's in charge? Children are still coming to this program. So even if you don't have it figured out, and even if you don't know who's in charge, the children, they're still coming and they are weighing down the capabilities of this program. I said that to simply to remind you of what the point I've just made, that life is still coming while you're dealing with the vicissitudes of life, the everyday challenges of life, life is still happening. While you're waiting on your ship to come in, while you're waiting to have a certain job, while you're waiting to finish your education, while you're waiting on your children to grow to a certain age, life is coming at you. Life is still happening. It does not pause because you're not where you desire to be. What I'm saying is never put off God. Never put off developing that relationship with God. Never put off living free in this moment. Don't wait to live free. You have to live free right now because life is passing you by. I don't ever want you to wake up with the regrets at a certain age and say, I wish I had done this earlier. I wish I had done that earlier. And many of a certain age feel that same weight that, that they wish they had learned certain things. They wish they had lived in between these moments. They wish they had grabbed hold of life instead of waiting for certain things to happen. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Click and I don't, I'm not ever promoting a movie, but it's an Adam Sandler movie and basically in the movie he has a remote control and he has a fast forward button and he's doing what many of us act like we want to do. He's saying, I want to fast forward through life till I get to a certain point. I want to fast forward to life till I have a certain job. I want to fast forward through life until I have a certain promotion. And he keeps clicking fast forward. And before he knows it, he's in a hospital bed. He was in a hospital on his deathbed. And he begins to regret all the moments that he missed. His children going up. His marriage falling apart. So much of life he regretted because he was trying to fast forward to be in a certain place. Don't ever wish life away. God has you here for a reason. God has you here for a purpose. And the greatest bondage that we can find ourselves in is wishing for another moment, wishing life away so that we can be in a certain place. And while you're wishing your life away, life is literally passing you by. You're in bondage by time. Time has held you in bondage. And you didn't even recognize that you'd fallen into that trap. So again, I want to remind you what the scripture is saying. That means stand fast, live right now. Can I challenge you to do that? When it says stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, Christ has made you free for this moment. Grab hold to this moment. Don't wait for a moment in the future. Don't wait till you've obtained a certain place in life. Grab hold to this moment and I'm encouraging you to live free right now. Live free right now. Christ has made it available to you. The only reason that we're not living free right now 
is by choice. Choose each morning, each day that I'm going to live free right now. I'm not waiting for a certain point of life. I'm not waiting to obtain a certain age. I'm not waiting to obtain a certain financial level. Christ has made it available to me. So I'm determined to live free in Christ right now. I pray that will be your declaration for this moment. And may I pray with you, Heavenly Father, Lord, allow that to be our prayer. Allow that to be our reality, that we will not wish life away, that we will not wait for certain moments to occur. But we're going to stand fast. We're going to live free right now because you've made it available to us. And to show our appreciation for what you've already done, for what you've made available to us. We're going to live the life that you have made available to us. Live with the freedom that you have given us. You came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Lord, we are determined to live that abundant life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray that you were blessed by the words that you have heard on tonight. And I pray that you will adopt that. Make that your mantra. Make that your reality. That in each moment, I'm not wishing a, a moment away. I'm not wishing a day away. I'm not wishing my life away. Christ made it available to me. And I am determined to live free in Christ right now. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.